Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, the team found themselves transported 1,000 years into the past where they pledged their help to a young elf named Oliver. Oliver's Make a constitution saving throw. It's fine, he rolls well. Sorry, spoiler. about a 21 baby sounds good nothing worse than the 31 damage happens that's nice tiburon kind of hugs himself um i will go back and sort out that season three at some point but i'm relatively let's say you have a plus one long sword that you're wielding that you can only wield one-handed we'll limit it there you can't do the two-handed where it does a little bit more but a plus one large sword that's magical that is your on-handed weapon you're able to use got it all right, so Tiburon got some real good hits on this thing, and then he got real good hit back. And next up is Bear. So first off, you see it heave a little bit, sort of like taking some of the fog around it, kind of like moves into it. And some of its wounds, especially the fresh ones, seem to like close up a little bit. Gross. Um, with some of this fog kind of like feeding into its flesh a fair bit. It lets out a supernatural roar. It's directly towards Tiburon, but this effect hits Silius and Randall behind Tiburon. Oh, good news. It is a wisdom saving throw. Hey. Everybody go ahead and make that. So that's with advantage because of the motivational speech. <laughs> good news. It might not kill you as much. <laughs> 28. I don't That's think it affected you, sir. <laughs> it definitely doesn't, either way. Nat 20 for Tiburone. Oh, dang. 22 for Randall. What's Salias have? 10. Oh, not good. Salias, you are immediately and understandably, given everything you have just watched, and like you're emotionally all over the place because this tambourine thing like really seems like it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact your, the greater Salias story in one way or another. But you are frightened... It says an incapacitated uh, creature can repeat this living Yeah, yeah. You are feeling extremely frightened. On a failure, a creature is incapacitated for one minute. On a, oh, on a success. Oh, okay. Now, now I fully read. So you, Salias, are incapacitated. Randall and Tiburon, you are frightened. So that'll affect you on your turn. You'll be able to make a save against it. Frightened people want to run away. Salias is not frightened. He is like, well, you probably are frightened, but so frightened that you cannot move. Okay. And that will bring us back to Salias. You, so this is the turn that will burn, but you can repeat that saving throw. Still at advantage? Yes. Uh, That's worse. Oh, no. (laughs) Seven time. At advantage, you had four rolls in a row below 10. Ouch. Mm -hmm. All yeah, right. My, my wisdom is, is plus zero. So I have 
No. 10 is the highest I've rolled out of those. Fitting. All right. So he is still incapacitated. That takes us to Randall. Randall, you are frightened. So you need to spend this turn, I believe, running away from this adversary, which you are frightened from. You just can't move closer. Yeah, that's true. We better look up frightened. Seems important. Disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight. There you go. And the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. All right. Randall, that's where you're at. All right. Randall is going to go, oh, no, uh, big bear, and kind of run away. Uh, but before he gets too far, he is going to he is gonna, uh, take out – he's going to go into his bag of trash. He's going to take out like a little thumbtack, and he's got a little vial, and he's going to dip it in, and he's going to kind of uh, wrap it onto the end of something, put it in a little blow dart, and he's going to – shoot it at uh, Tiberone so that it stabs him uh, in the back. And you're going to kind of feel a little rush of uh, adrenaline. Uh, and you're actually going to be hasted. Mm. <laughs> He's frightened and hasted. <laughs> I'm scared and I'm crazy. Not what I thought was going to happen with the blow dart. Uh, Tiverone, you are very distracted by the bear and you feel a like sharp stab in the back, which weirdly then makes you feel pretty good. Pretty amped up. Still afraid. Still very frightened. Randall, you can, uh, as you complete that and as you successfully like uh, deliver that dart, do you have anything else you want to do on your turn? Nope, that's it. All right, so you feel at the end of all that action, you feel the fear subside. Like, you got this. You can figure it out. <sighs> I'm back That moves it. us to Sarsa. Um, how far away am I from the pit? You are 15 feet from the pit. You also notice Tiburone drop in a similar way uh, to Oliver. So you're kind of sizing up. That was kind of like equal distant from the, the beam that Kilani is in. So it's possible that there's like a moat all the way around this thing. You don't know for sure, but you definitely are cautious to step forward. So 15 feet from uh, the beam and maybe 20, 25 feet from the action happening on the other side of the beam. Am I able to get like to the edge of where I saw them fall down? Like, do I see an opening in the ground or anything? You can't see through the fog. Do you want to walk to where Oliver dropped, or you just want to kind of like walk forward and kind of feel in front of you? How far apart is where Oliver dropped and where Carlos fell? They're on opposite sides of the chamber. Um, so you're pretty far from Carlos. You're very close to where Oliver went down, and he just kind of emerged on the other side of his hole. All right. So if you want to like roll investigation to kind of like size up, trying to figure out if there's anything in front of you or where this might be, basically by feeling with your feet or a stick or something, you can do that. I'm going to... I'm going to walk towards them and I'm going to cast gust of wind in front of me. Okay. To try and like dispel the fog so I can see where I'm going. Okay. That's the cantrip gust. Or is that no, more of a spell? It's a second level spell. That keeps so up. It basically, okay. It's like, it is some wind. It is uh 60 feet long and 10 feet wide blast from me in a direction I choose for the spell's duration. Yeah, so you pull that up and you uh, pull up your gust and it has the same effect that it had in the previous fight, which is it moves all of the fog away where you're pointing it. But as soon as you move it away, the fog fills in where the gust of wind isn't. So you blast that out in front of you and you're able to see that there is indeed like a moat, basically like a moat that Oliver fell in that 
as wherever you're able to move the gust, you see it continue around. It might be full 360 degrees. Um, as the gust passes over the the moonbeam, it doesn't seem to have affected it very much. And what do you what do you want to do with it? Where do you kind of want it to end up? Do you want to move people with it? Well, like, am I able to see where Oliver fell through the floor? Like, can I see him at all? Yeah. So you've noticed him kind of like pop back up a little bit beyond his knees. So you're able to like move the gust towards him. What's the effect of the gust? Would he have to make a save if he if you move pointed it at him? Each creature that starts its turn in the line must succeed on a strength saving flow or be pushed 15 feet away from me and in direction following the line. Any creature in the line must spend two feet of movement for every one foot it moves when moving closer to you. Okay, so you could use gust vision <laughs> to see what happened to Oliver at a little bit of risk of hitting Oliver and sending him flying 15 feet back. So do you want to risk that? Have him make a save um, or... How wide is the moat? Like, am I able to tell? Yeah, definitely. It is <laughs> about that wide. It's about so five or six it. feet wide. You probably could jump, jump it. it. Slightly risky, it. but and yeah. I'm, I'm like, screw this. I'm going to head towards Moonbeam Chick. Okay, so Gust of Wind up. You kind of check things out and um, roll athletics to leap over it. 24. Damn, some good rolls for Sarsa tonight. Yeah, easily and elegantly you I'm a plus leap. eight for athletics. Nice. Leap over this moat, land deftly on the other side where you're near where Oliver is. And you have a room to move up and check out the beam in front of you, which is uh, not solid. It seems like it's energy. You can kind of reach into it a little bit and it feels very cold in there. And actually being Sarsa, being a cleric, it's not really temperature cold. It's kind of like death cold. It's more like undead, undead necrotic kind of feeling than it is temperature cold in there. And how far from the edge of that moonbeam, like how far in is she? Is it like three feet, five feet, ten feet? Uh, you could reach in and touch her if you wanted. Um, you could jump right Sars in there is, if you wanted. Sars is no fool. <laughs> She's been keeping her six-inch black claw that she got from her tower adventure with Daddy Dark Harbor. Go okay. back. Okay. Listen. It's, it's the <laughs> thing mm -hmm. from that one. And yeah. she's going to fish that out of her uh, breastplate and throw it into the light. And, and, and it's got, it's a claw, so it's got some, some tissue on it. She wants to see how it reacts. Hmm, interesting. So you toss that into there and it kind of like moves at the speed you would think it it would until it gets in the center and then it kind of like stops and sort of like starts to float similar to what she is doing. It doesn't look like the flesh deteriorates or anything. It looks like it's just in there. Okay. Like there's some Do kind I of anti-gravity check. You didn't like perceive that there was something especially damaging that would have happened to the claw if it were alive. I have another thing I'd like to do, but I'm not sure if that's too much action. Probably too much action, but that was mostly kind of investigating and sizing up. So if you want to give me a specific place to land your gust of wind on, like if you want to try to hit somebody to move somebody with it, you could. I'm just going to, she's going to position, like, so she's facing Kesha, Kimara, Kilani. Kaylani, she's going to face her and put the air out behind her so that if anybody from like the fight or whatever, like not only will it kind of 
give her a little protection on her backside, but also anybody that's facing in, hopefully will get a clear view. Like if they wanted to try and see where the moat is, like it would give them like, Hey, this is the path. Yes. Well, so out of that, what we'll take is like you position the gust of wind so that it kind of shows the rest of you, gives the rest of you a pretty good idea of the same thing. Sarsa was able to size up, which is like, there's a moat here. It's probably all the way around and it's jumpable. If you know exactly where it is. So a lot was done there, and it takes us to Oliver's turn. Okay, I'll use my movement to get up to the beam. Yeah. If I get a sense this is bad mojo, probably not like seeing Sarsa not reach into it, and mm-hmm. she did a little test and this thing is floating or whatever. Oliver yeah. is also not, he knows that uh, Zaxior is uh, bad news. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think what I'm going to try, what's the diameter of the beam? Like how how wide is the whole thing? Probably five feet or so, about about a space in D and D terms. What I'd like to do is take my pike and kind of move it into the beam so it goes through it, kind of behind where, like around uh, Kilani's waist. And I want to yell to Sarsen. I'll say, I'll say, um, grab the other side and help me pull her out. So I'm going to try to like push it through and kind of. You know, the two of us, um, I'll hold my action to, like, pull her with Sarsa's help, hopefully, uh, to pull her out using the pike, you know, to kind of yank her out. You know know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So you want to kind of, like, use the pike to see if you can, like, nudge her out of the moonbeam. Yeah. The the pole end, the pole side of the pike. Not not the pointy end. Okay. And I think everybody kind of sees that. Well, maybe not... Silius, you're incapacitated, but you probably have time to look around. So you might notice that. I would say Tiburon does not notice that being hasted in front of a cave bear while you're frightened. But everybody else kind of like notices, at least on the periphery, Oliver uh, trying to do that in case it plays into your turn. Let's take us to Tiburon. Frightened, but also hasted. Bear right in front of you. Can't actually move towards it. <laughs> but I'm still at striking distance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you definitely can. It's a, a disadvantage with attacks, but also... There's a bunch of attacks, and you move really fast, and you have advantage on dex checks, whatever haste does. There's a lot of things in play. We'll take it one, th- mm-hmm. one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. What do you got? And, and Oliver just kind of yelled out, like, someone help me. Someone help me push her through. I don't know if I can. I, I will be ready when that time comes, but I think I have to wait two minutes. Sarsa seems on it. Tiburon. So since I get literally two actions, uh, I'm, I'm going to go for uh, two, two attacks here. Uh, uh, and with each with each attack, just letting out a, a terrified yell. Ah, 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 as I'm <laughs> so your first action gives you your full three attacks, but they're all at disadvantage. Okay, one is sixteen. Next one is <laughs> twenty. <laughs> the next one is fourteen. Those will all hit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and 15, 19, 18. Fighter doing his stuff. All right. Chonky slashes. All right. Tiburon, despite being frightened, <laughs> his normal style is a little bit uh, altered, but like still lands every single one of those blows and uh, is just tearing big old chunks out of this bear. And uh, then what else do you want to do with this complicated turn? You have an extra haste action. You could take one attack. Mm-hmm. You have your bonus action as well. 
Uh, I'll definitely go for one more attack. Uh, is a 13 gonna hit? Yes. <sighs> All right. Let's call that your offhand attack. So that'd be your bonus okay. action. So that one hits two. That one will be eight damage. Um, so that one is, um, because that is a non-magical weapon in your offhand, uh, that time it doesn't cut through the same way your magical weapon does. It definitely like resists that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like it has resistance to slashing. But you still do some damage there. And you've got your second haste action, which is one weapon attack or dash, disengage, hide, or use an action, use an object action. I mean, there's really no place to hide here, is there? I mean, there's the old, there's the old Bavrax drop into the fog. There's a moat full of rats. There's options if you want to hide, but. Uh, <laughs> Just dive into a moat full of rats. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you could disengage. It would be, you couldn't hide while you're engaged. You could disengage if you wanted, didn't want to get messed up anymore by this bear, or you could just take one more attack. Let's see. Con- considering I'm still frightened, I, I think I'll take the disengage action. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll just say as a reaction to the offhand weapon not actually doing that mm-hmm. much, uh, that discourages Tiburon and makes him think like, oh no, oh no, and uh, he, he disengages. So you're able to disengage and stumble back a couple feet out of like swipe distance from the bear, which takes you like almost to the edge of the moat and you're like stumbling forward mm-hmm. from that. You're like just barely in safety range from these two kind of perilous objects. Brings us back to a uh, bear takes another swipe like reaction at Tibrone, but it, right as he like disengages, it misses. Um, but that'll bring us to bear's turn. That Baleful Roar is one of those abilities that can be recharged. If I roll the right number, it was not. Seems like a good thing. Quick question. Um, yeah. Am I supposed to roll anything while frightened? Oh, yeah. Uh, that just like happened to Randall at the end of that. As you get into this like very marginally safe spot, you feel the fear kind of uh, melt away from you. You're back to your hasted self. Okay. Oh. Oh. All right. All right, so this bear next is going to look at Randall, because he's nearby. Randall, make a constitution saving throw. That's what I'm good at. Well, that's good. Possum. 25. Nice. You will succeed. Is this a half damage thing? It is a half damage thing. Oh, every time. You are overtaken by necrotic energy. You're able to Ooh. slough it off. You've got control of this somewhat a little bit. He drinks he drinks brown water regularly. Yeah. It's good that you're that hydrated because you feel a lot of moisture leaving your body. Uh. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, you're going to take 20 damage and you kind of like shrivel up and feel a lot of vitality seep out of like, it's not really one attack so much as like your energy kind of like drains out of every pore and it feels uh, very miserable. And um, that was the spell Blight. Oh, gross. You just Uh, like play dead like a possum does. (laughs) 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 And this bear does the same sort of like drawing in a little bit more of the fog and healing up some of its wounds, but it's was pretty messed up repeatedly by Tiburon. So it's still looking a lot more haggard than it started out as. And that will take us back to Silius. 
Roll a so, con save, Salias, and make it a much better one. Con or wisdom? Whatever it was before. So, good news, bad news. Um, bad news, I'm dumb. Sec, uh, good news, I have elven accuracy, which lets me, uh, if I have advantage on wisdom rolls, re-roll one of the dice. So I probably could have gotten out of this. Should have been doing that, yes. Yep. But I just now remembered that I had it, because it's been a long time since I played Salias. So let me give you this. uh, Roll your three rolls or whatever there, and if you're successful, I'll give you this turn as opposed to skip it. Yeah, I think Salias was given that in season two. Yep. That was a long time ago. Okay, that's a little bit better. This is why uh, you 19? always make notes on your character sheet. That will do it. You are unincapacitated, yeah. and it's you may take your regular just, turn. It's just all the way at the bottom. Down at the my... bottom. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um, okay. Uh, so I can do something now. Cool. Uh, Silius is frightened still, but not incapacitated. You are there. not. No longer. You're not. You're neither. You come out of oh, it. Oh, cool. Um, I'm going to use... I want to make sure this does what I think it does. Disintegrate bear. <laughs> <laughs> Handy. Very appropriate. Right, Very circumstantial. <laughs> kind of shakes off the the incapacitation, and he takes his hands up to his head, and he goes, Psychic Lance! And mm, cool. uh, uh, he unleashes a shimmering lance of psychic power from his forehead at a creature that he can see. It has to make an intelligence saving throw against 18. Uh-oh. Is it a smart zombie bear? One in ten chance it'll do that. Nope, rolled two. Uh, it did not save that. What happens? Cool. Take that, Baloo. <laughs> How many dice are you rolling? Damage. Ooh. Thirty. Psychic. How many dice was that? What? Seven D six. Seven D six. And it's incapacitated until the start of my next turn. <laughs> Oh, oh, dang. Okay, yes. that's going to be powerful. So, yeah, you just like tear into not its flesh, but its heart, if it has one. It's psyche, it's mind. It is just like emotionally blasted to pieces. Like it's questioning its very bare existence. It's stunned, it's frozen, it is now no longer reacting. Silius, this was his first. It was tambourine, then being incapacitated, and then landing that awesome spell. So that's Celius's, uh set. Moving on to Randall. Nice. Push it into the rats. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Push it into the rats. Uh, well, I think it would probably be easier to move if it were a different size. So Randall <laughs> is going to uh, reach into his bag. And he's going to pull out like a big uh, net with a bunch of different ropes on it. He's going to throw it over the big thing and he's going to kind of pull it and it's going to squeeze a little bit. And he's going to attempt to reduce the size Mm, of the mm -hmm. necro bear. All right. What's that involve? A constitution saving throw. All right. DC is incapacitated. It might fail automatically. Yeah, it probably does. Or at least have disadvantage. I mean, maybe not a con save. I'll give it disadvantage. Turning it from Baloo to a Paddington. (laughs) It rolls a 10. Fails. Therefore, it goes down one size. It is halved in all dimensions. Its weight is reduced by one-eighth of normal. Has disadvantage on strength checks and saving throws. Shrinking it in half almost exactly drops it under the fog. So you see the whole thing go, (gasps) and then you can't see it at all. So you don't was know it, exactly how much, but it's was in it like considered large before? So now it's medium. 
Yes. Medium sized. So it's kind of now our size. Yes. But it's on okay. all fours. And the fog's know. pretty high. So Yeah, that's true. Randall? Ha <laughs> ha. Nice. Uh you have a bonus action or anything? That's You're it. good? All right. This is uh yeah, suddenly feeling a lot more manageable. It's Sarsa's turn. Did we manage to pull because I'm gonna pull the other side of the thing. Did we already get her out of the uh nope. Oliver's waiting. still waiting on that? <laughs> that's, I'm ready. Let's go. All that's, right, so you're able to grab to onto the other end of that pike and kind of like nudge her, see if she's movable. And um, she is. She kind of like drifts a little bit with it. You kind of like gently are able to pull her forward. And eventually, as she kind of like exits the moonbeam, she is no longer floating. So she starts to kind of drop down. I'll catch her. Uh, as she sort of like just to the outside, Oliver drops his pike immediately, catches her in his arms. She's kind of collapsed in your arms against you. She's not conscious. She doesn't react beyond that, but she feels and she feels very cold, unsettlingly cold. You see, uh, so so now, I mean, if anybody's looking, you see that Kilani is a elven looking, but but she kind of has this bluish and teal kind of skin and and uh, her hair kind of has its hair but it also kind of looks like leafy tendrils and stuff it's very like like naturey and and stuff like that in in her outfit um there's elements of of tree and and bark and and vines and things like that so she's 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 very eladrin in nature hippies <laughs> so she's but she's unconscious right yes well you don't know what she is she's not responding uh, right away sasa please do something. I'm gonna touch her, and I'm gonna cast. Is that your girlfriend, can I touch her? I'm just gonna go ahead and do mass healing word as a fourth level spell. Okay. So it'll be everybody gets crummy roll. Uh, that that'll be six points of healing for everybody. Hey, Brings me up to full. Nice. Does she awaken? Hello, Knights of the Roll Table, and thanks for listening. We appreciate you going on this journey with us. Theoretically, our release dates are Tuesday mornings, and I have not kept up with that at all recently. It's been been rough to keep up on things. I enjoy doing the podcast a lot, but finding the time to edit and getting things out on, on a good quality scale is difficult so at this point i'm just resolved for like if the podcast is released every other week at some point in the week um if you're you know waiting with bated breath tuesday mornings for the next nights of the world table episode to come out i'm uh sorry so anyway thanks for as always spreading the word telling your friends if you're talking about DD podcasts you listen to sharing what you like about ours one thing you can always share is it's a clean podcast um so if people are listening, you know, listening in the car with kids around or whatever, it's a podcast you can put on and not worry about what topics are going to come up or what language is going to be used. Um, so it's a clean podcast, but not like boring clean. You know what I mean? So anyway, hope you're doing well. Thanks for leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that will accept a rating and review. We always appreciate that. Help spread the word and uh, hope you're doing well. So as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life. She does not. You don't see her react to that at all. 
Not that it didn't heal her, but it doesn't awaken her, which actually is a little bit. Well, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know a lot. <laughs> but that, that that means like she wasn't regularly unconscious because that would have woken her up. So she could either be she could be dead or she could be more magically sleeping. You're not sure what that means. That takes us to Oliver's turn. So we kind of did Oliver's turn there. So we did a little bit of Oliver's turn. You kind of caught her. So that's a piece of your turn. But if you want to add something to that, you can. Yeah. I mean, can I just can I just do a medicine check to see if she's alive? Yeah. Roll medicine and arcana. You have time. Okay. Well, that's not good. Nine for medicine and arcana is a <laughs> negative one. Uh, so it's you're kind 11. of in a panicked slash hopeful state. I think your medicine check is enough to like feeling her. You know, her flesh has the softness of a living person, even though it's unsettlingly cold. You are certainly hopeful that she is alive. The arcana, you're kind of like swirling through everything you've like learned and heard from people and rumors and research you've done about like what the spell was and what might have happened to her and trying to figure out what's going on. And so similarly, like you have informed hope that like this is a magical effect that you're dealing with and you might be able to save her. You're feeling at least slightly more hopeful than discouraged in that moment. But neither neither check gives you too much information. Do I still have movement? Yeah. Since I use my action to move to use the pike, and if if I can, what I'd like to do is use my movement to take her, like hold her, and I know it's like half speed, mm. but I want to try to get her away from this thing. I want to try to run, jump over the pit, and just get away from okay. the center of the room. So you can definitely like lift her with your pike. Yeah. in hand or so you can get her to the pit kind of similarly like you're out of melee range on the edge of a rat moat in the fog if you want to actually try to like leap over it i think that's at least like athletics with disadvantage because you're carrying a person who's limp weight it's a little bit dangerous to try that um, but you can if you want to i'll do it i mean if anything i i would i'm prioritizing her so i'm if anything i would like yeah throw her if i don't if i know i'm mm -hmm. not gonna make i'm just gonna be like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get her over but i'm gonna try to get both of us over so okay so at athletics yeah with disadvantage yeah. Mm -hmm. you said i have a plus four Come on. i have to check to see if i have a, th a thing maybe i gonna use my superiority dice no that's just for actions i will let you add a superiority die thing if you Ooh. use your pike to kind of like pole vault in some way here you make it into a fightery thing <laughs> yeah i'll do that for sure Oh, not good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, so I rolled with disadvantage. I rolled a seven, but I have plus four, so that's 11. And then I use my superiority dice, which is a D8, and I rolled an eight. So nice. total is 19. With oh. the power of love, like you, <laughs> you just like wheel yourself across and you manage to land both of you safely on the other side and kind of be up still pike in hand with her in your arms, clear for the moment of these hazards and kind of like moving towards the door a little bit, but she's still unresponsive. And that'll take us to Tiburon's turn. All right. Um, you said the bear move is engaged with Randall, right? The bear cast a spell on Randall. 
No, yeah, actually, since the bear cast a spell on Randall, it's real incapacitated. It was shrunk and frozen by Celia. So you know where it oh. is. You can't actually, you're closest to it. You could probably kind of see where it is from where you are, but like it is in a bad, bad shape if you want to go in for the kill. Got it. What's the, uh, with what you did to it, Celius, does it wake up if he attacks it? It's incapacitated until the start of my turn. All right. That's what it says. How about it? I'm going to go ahead and bring both hands up to about hip level and start forming a uh, chromatic orb. And it's like this time, this time. <laughs> I I'm got this. Get uh, it's going to be fire based. Um, okay. I'm going to launch it at the little frozen bear. Not not little. Medium <laughs> frozen bear. You can do it, buddy. You'll have advantage on that because it's incapacitated. If it's a spell attack, right. I think it is. Uh, 16. Hit. Yeah. It's 3d8. Whoa, 3d8? Are you sure? I know my chromatic orb. I'm a level one wizard. Yeah, it might not be. That might be. It's a first level spell. Yeah, it's a a, spell. It's 3d8. It's a spell slot. You get something for that. Roll 3d8. Salia says, he's your like tutor in chromatic orb lately. Got it. What he says goes. Also, I just looked at the spell text and that is what it says. That's how Salius does things. He reads, and then he communicates that knowledge. He says, uh, 14 fire damage. You light it up and do a lot of damage. It smells real bad when you light this thing on fire. It doesn't react at all, but it's not quite dispatched. Uh, It looks real bad. (laughs) It is still on fire. Uh, you You have more turn to do. It looks pretty close to done. Okay, and with my movement, I'm just gonna carefully position myself where I'm still, I'm getting a little closer to the bear, but definitely away from the ledge of the pit <laughs> that, mm-hmm. was, uh, that I was uh, very, very close to falling into. Well, so you're still hasted. So you've got a second action. You oh, could do one right. attack with that. Distance-wise, I got I could totally get to it in one move, yeah? Yeah. Okay, great. Then we'll just do that. I'm going to go up there and try and smash him apart. Is a 14 going to hit him? Yes. Excellent. 15 slashing damage. Describe your victory. All right. Woohoo! So, uh, one-handed, but Tiburon lifts up the sword into the air, brings it down with enormous force as uh, uh, I guess he's sort of aiming it as if he were beheading this bear, which which I assume would successfully beheaded and Mm -hmm. re-deaded a bear. Tiburon, as he does that, says, we barely knew ye. (laughs) Uh, So you are able to behead this small bear which as it defeats it actually like the spell roll <laughs> wears off so the small head that comes off grows into the big head the whole body gets big head and body but it's dead and like as this happens it starts to dissolve back into this fog which all of you are looking at the three of you who have seen this fog effect before are very much like uh What's happening, but it works differently this time because the bear turns into fog and all the fog in this room starts to swirl and it is actually all drawn towards Kilani. And the light beam that she's no longer in goes out 
which actually makes the chamber pretty dark. But there's enough light to see like all of this fog in the whole chamber, including the fog this bear is dissolving into, is drawn into Kilani, who in, in Oliver's arms with a gasp goes <gasps> and and is awake. Kilani. I'll, I'll put her down. Oliver will put her down uh, gently and just Kalani. It's me. It's Oliver. Oliver, what are you doing here? Yeah, Zaxier, he's too dangerous. You have to get out of here. I'm not leaving without you. We came to get you. I, I found some allies and just rest. You're on, you're on no condition to fight. We're going to get you out of here. No, it's it's too dangerous. He's defeated everyone. I, we have to escape. And she's starting. He to, was you realize- killed. He was killed. He's weakened. He is in a uh, incorporeal state. If he's here, right, and we're from the future. Uh, and they, th- these folks <laughs> might be from the future. I haven't quite figured Stars out why. Takes out her mace and like it lights up and, and emits its little light. So it's, nice. she's just holding this lit mace and just like is smiling at this person that just woke up. So you re- realize from her kind of like muttering and what you know of of the battle that she was in that she's thinking she's still in that battle and she's just starting to come into reality that like she's somewhere else. Kilani, months have passed. You've been gone. You, we we thought you were dead and I, I, I didn't believe it. I, I tracked you down. I tracked down where I thought Zaxior might be to this place. We're, we're in the feral wood. Uh, we're not in Red Basin anymore. I, I remember. I remember. Being here with him, uh, now that you say that, i uh, it was terrible. I've been here for... You came for me. Oliver, you came for me. I, I did. I, I couldn't leave you. If, if there was a chance, I had to find you. Thank you. I had to find you. Even if it meant risking my own life. I had to find you. These fine people uh, have helped me... Defeat. Wait, was the bear Zaxior? Do we think maybe he took the form of an undead bear? Yes, that his form, his form was drawn into the, the the spell he cast. It was regrowing as that creature. It it was it was terrible. He was using my my soul to to fuel him and keep him in this plane. It was. It was thank you for thank you, Oliver. Thank you for coming for me. I somehow I always knew you would. Say, you know, I know I know you just came too, but just out of curiosity, have you seen a tiny little man with green skin who kind of looks like this? She's real and maybe also from the future is what you were saying? She is. Um, we believe so. Uh, they're, they're not from where we're from. Sorry. No, I, I haven't seen anything like that. But thank you. Thank you so much for helping, helping Oliver come here. I, I owe you everything. You're welcome, madam. Oliver will look up and just say, we have to get her out of here. We have to get out of here. Wait, no, are we just leaving? What else are we going to do? Silius, we came here to find Gravely. Well, we didn't really come here on purpose, but but there's a chance that Gravely might be somewhere nearby. We're not leaving until we look for him, damn it. I, I don't know about your Gravely friend, but if you mentioned that he was taken in a similar fashion by a different evil wizard perhaps if you find this wizard in your time or place you now you know how to get him back he's not gone 
Kilani wasn't gone. Perhaps your friend is still out there somewhere with the form that the, the vessel that that this person was trying to uh, he might be coming back in some way if if you can find out where your your evil wizard is then perhaps you can find your friend i thought maybe he was here sarsa kind of pouts and pulls out her flask <laughs> and just kind of stops i suppose it makes sense that he wouldn't have also traveled 1000 years into the past he didn't go through the portal but at least now we know how to get him back. Kilani has fallen asleep out of exhaustion in Oliver's arms. She seems okay. Uh, you're able to kind of like make your way back through the cave if you if you choose. You're able to kind of like navigate your way out, walk around the pit mm-hmm. you already went over, uh, gingerly kind of sneak through. You're successfully able to sneak are, through the pixie layer. Are the layer. rats and are all the rats and like undead creatures gone? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an undead. There's there's some, like, regular rats around. Um, but the undead pixies, as you get there, trying to figure out, like, I don't want to get stabbed by those guys again. They're, they seem to be all gone. So the undeadness of this area seems to have lifted. And even when you walk outside into the light, there's kind of a sense of, like, it was definitely the, like, undead necrotic force of this of of Zaxior's kind of reconstituting creature that was like rotting this part of the forest and even though things are still rotted like you don't have that same sense of like you were overwhelmed by fear first time you came here that sense of like necrotic energy is, is lifted even though the forest is still deteriorated so you're able to kind of like sit down out there in the sun and and rest and feel safe for a minute and talk so the rot seems to have lifted off of the forest and we didn't, and there was nothing else in that room where we fought Zaxior. So we all just head out just to recap. It didn't seem like there was a chest or a switch or a key or a code or anything. Like, yeah, you had a pretty cool. clear view once the, all the fog lifted. It kind of seemed like just a cave once that had happened. So, right on. Yeah. And out here, like, things are still rotted, but you can kind of tell from your clericness and arcanic ability that, like, the, the evil force that was causing the rot has lifted. Like, this forest will eventually heal. I would imagine Oliver has like prepped a little bit for this mission and has a healing potion and he'll, he'll give it to uh Keelani try to revive her a little bit with strength. Yeah, you do that. And uh, she is invigorated. She's present. Like if you really wanted to talk to her, you could, but also she's needing, needing to nap. Yeah. I'll let her rest. I can't thank you enough. I owe you everything. I will. I owe you a great debt. Uh, and with that, you all disappear just as quickly as you arrived and find yourself back in the library. All of you are there looking as like torn up and ripped apart. I think Tiburon is especially like got badly necrotic damaged and some bad stuff's happened to each of you. So you like reappear in the library. Kind of messed up. Branch is there. It's just been hanging out. One of the interns is there. Hey, Timothy, they are right there. (laughs) In this kind of like big open sort of lobby chamber of the library. And there is also a figure there, a very old looking uh, elf. This old elf will look up. He takes his hood off. Grizzled, white hair pulled back. Elven ears sticks out. He's got kind of black leather um he's he's 
he's a he's an older guy, but he's still kind of you know thin and lithe and and buff. And um, it's an older, much older Oliver. Um, and he looks up and he says, "Well, it took you long enough." 